Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. Hi, Steph. Hello. It's been a while. It's been a while indeed. Let's uh, start this episode off. Before we get into anything, Mm. we have a couple of reviews. We got some new reviews that we wanted to share with the rest of the listeners. So yeah, it's been it's been kind of fun. I was checking them out today. We got one from Sharon and Sharon says, love the girls and the topics that are discussed on this podcast. They keep it real all the time and it's just a great easy listen. Keep it up, girls. Uh, we do keep it real. And she called you easy. What? Means- well, <laughs> can't argue that. <laughs> and then we got one from Lauren over at Deviant Women. And she says, these girls have such great chemistry. I love hearing their travel woes and disasters and the passion they have for where they've been. Every episode, I want to jump in on my own story or opinion about the topic. They're super self-aware and talk about how much they've grown through some of the more problematic ways they've traveled. Or talked about traveling in the past. Same. Great stuff. Uh, thanks, Lauren. And if you guys haven't listened to Deviant Women yet, please do. Mm. It's one of yeah, our favorite podcasts. Also also on Lip Media. So give them a listen. Yeah. Um, so, Steph. Yes. We, Steph and I have not actually sat down and done an episode together in a few weeks now. I mean, the mm. last couple episodes we've done, we've brought in uh, external guests, a yep. couple interview episodes that we've both done individually. So, I mean, it felt like, it feels like I haven't spoken to you in like an eternity. I mean, we've yeah. been on WhatsApp. We send like a million voice notes to each other every day. Yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> So we, but we've been both, uh, just away. I was away in Lisbon for a few days. I had a couple like work, uh, out of town trips I was on. Steph, you went to Tasmania. Yeah, I was in Tasmania for, remember I was supposed to be doing the Overland track this week and I broke my ankle. So that got postponed, but I still had the flight to Tasmania. So I thought 
Well, I'm still gonna go and make the best of it. Yeah. And that's and what how I was did. it? It was good. It yeah. was lovely. I had three and a half jam packed days of seeing stuff. Mm-hmm. And the fourth day I just kind of sat in a cafe. It was torrentially raining. So I just kind of mm-hmm. sat in a cafe and worked and hung out and chilled chilled out yeah. um and and while Steph and I were talking because I had the same you know I went to Lisbon and it was amazing um and we did an episode earlier this year I think it was our what was it New Year's travel resolutions and I was like I'm gonna start planning more before I go and I feel like I maybe planned too much for Lisbon okay. and then I just felt really exhausted after like two like I had full on if anyone follows me on uh, Instagram and again yeah. I post everything you had all the grams um, I had all the grams, but I was, I just felt so tired after like two full days. Um, and even by the third day I was like, I had stuff on my list I wanted to go see. And I just felt like I was just so tired and all I kind of wanted to do, same as you stuff was just kind of chill in a cafe and, you know, relax with uh, a vino verde, which I had about a million of those. <laughs> um, but so Steph and I, we both kind of spoke after we got back from each of our holidays and, and we talked about exactly that we were like oh just feeling a bit tired and run down um and so we thought this would be a good opportunity to do an episode on what's known as the travel burnout Mm -hmm. um so and we've got different sort of i mean steph you've done the the year-long travel yeah uh, travel yeah. around the world so there's that aspect of travel burnout and then for me I've never done the really long term one but I travel quite frequently yeah um, all the time and I think there's kind of two different types of travel burnout so we're going to touch on both of those today yeah. um, and how you can avoid it what to do if you're in it yeah when it comes to long-term travel it brings in a whole bunch of issues in itself and the first thing I wanted to talk about with is a lot of it is expectation setting for yourself really it's as simple as that but a lot of people think you know they're gonna go on this three four six one year 12 month uh trip and be out sightseeing and exploring seven days a week for months at a time which is not realistic we and have it's not sustainable <laughs> it's definitely not sustainable you'll burn yeah. out probably around the three to four month mark or right. you'll start feeling really shitty and you won't know why And it's because you're burning out. And it's basically when you're traveling, you still have to think of the same life concepts you have at home on the road. So we have weekends or whatever your work schedule is, but you have days off to, you know, reset, recharge, do your other life stuff that's not related to work. Mm -hmm. You have these days for a reason. You need them. And when you're on the road traveling seven days a week, months at a time, you still need those same down days within that week. And I guess when you're traveling long term, that is then what becomes your norm, right? So you just talked about, you know, for me, I work Monday to Friday. I have a nine to five job. That's my norm. That's my everyday life. When you're traveling, when you're on the road for like a year, that's your everyday life. And it's like you said, you're going to need a break Mm. from all that. You're going to need a break from all the hustle and bustle. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember feeling this for the first time I was in Brazil in 2015 and I just had a day where I woke up and I didn't want to do much. I didn't want to do anything. So I didn't. And I was uh, binging Scandal on uh, Netflix at the time. It was when Scandal was coming out. And I was, you know, I was there questioning myself. I'm like, oh my God, I'm in Brazil and I'm watching Netflix. Like I should be doing something. And then instantly though, I was like, no, this is what I wanted to do. 
this yeah. is what I'm doing today. And it's just like you need those days if you're constantly f- and when you get to the point where you don't want to go out exploring that day and you're forcing yourself to, that's when you're mm-hmm. already starting to not enjoy and appreciate it, which is never a point you want to get to. Well, you never want it to be uh, like, quote unquote, a chore. And it's, mm-hmm. as you said, when it becomes, when it feels like, oh, I have to get up, I have to go see this, I have to go do this. Um, the whole idea of traveling and why you're on that trip or, you know, it is that you want to feel excited and, and like you're getting mm-hmm. something out of it um, and forcing yourself to really do anything in life. There's no point. That's when you really have to listen to your mind and your body and decide, is this a good idea? Is this yeah. going to make me happy? Um, yeah. And if it's not. Well, and it's very easy to convince yourself. You should be like, it's very easy to talk down to yourself on these days because mm-hmm. even I know if when I was there, if I were texting someone and they said, Oh, what are you doing today? Cause they have these exotic notions and expectations of what you're doing if you were to write back and say oh not much just like watching netflix and hanging out they'd be like why are you doing that you're in brazil you should be out da, 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 da. and mm-hmm. it's like because they don't they don't they just have this romanticized version of what traveling all the time is right. so i think planning and realizing that you're going to need that downtime and giving it to yourself from the beginning is really a key part of when you hit those that three to four month mark or even two Mm -hmm. months that you're not hitting that burnout point you're not yeah you haven't exhausted yourself it hasn't become a chore and you're not forcing yourself to do things so building in those downtime days are really important and I guess that goes into like you were kind of saying the pre-planning and like where I've said before that maybe sometimes I don't do enough planning This is kind of the reason why, though, I sometimes don't like to plan every activity or um, excursion in advance because I don't know. Like, I don't know when I'm going to feel. And again, I'm not talking. I've never done anything over like, you know, three or four weeks traveling somewhere. Um, But for me, that's a long time because I know I'm the type that I need downtime. Mm -hmm. And so too much planning then that's when I'm like, right, I'm going to do this today and this the next day and this the next day and this the next day. And I get burnt out way too quickly. So that's part of the reason where I'm like, okay, I need to plan, but I need to then plan in, factor in downtime Mm -hmm. days. And whether that is just chilling at a cafe or maybe it's getting a massage somewhere, whatever it might be. Yeah. And it's funny because people used to, when I was on the road for a long time, people used to really make fun of and kind of put down travel bloggers or you know, people who were making something out of it, which I always thought was the craziest thing because A, don't put down anyone doing something creative. Like, right. who are you? And yeah. B... What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And B, there that is downtime. Like, that is doing something different and, you know, mm. using their mind in a way... Like, it's stimulating them. So yeah. if someone well, uh, is... And I was just going to say, we've done a whole episode on how you stay stimulated while you're traveling. And one of the things I think we mentioned was doing something creative that is, you know, you're, you're stimulating your senses at all times when you're traveling, whether it's seeing things or the sounds around you and eating new foods. But Mm -hmm. I think you sometimes forget to stimulate, stimulate your mind. Exactly. And I remember I, I'm thinking of one guy particularly who was really making fun of travel bloggers saying, you know, you go to this country and then you sit in a cafe and you work and it's like, okay, but A, maybe that's how they're funding this, first of all. Yeah. And that's B, how they can stay on the road so long. Yeah. And B, that you just, you can't see things 24 seven. It's 
No. It's unattainable. It's unsustainable. It's not life. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine if you were to go, like, someone told you to go sightsee in your town or around your town every day. Oh, London. I mean, I live in... Well, London. London. Yeah, but... <laughs> and, I mean, this is one of the, the top touristy cities in the world. Mm-hmm. And am I going down to, like, Westminster Abbey and Big Ben every day? No. I mean, granted, yeah, on my way into work on the bus, I do pass both of those, um, <laughs> which, like, you know, it's not a bad thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I'm, this is, you know, this is everyday life. Do I want to be a tourist every day? No. Yeah. And it's no different well, than if you're traveling somewhere else. Exactly. And the, so the next one, and this kind of ties into the same concept of like down days is detox time. And this is really mm. important because... When people first go those first few weeks of long-term travel, people really, you're in vacation mode and it feels Mm -hmm. exciting and you're meeting new people everywhere and you're talking to everyone and it can become very, if you drink the alcohol, it can become very easy. It can become very (laughs) easy those first few weeks to kind of be drinking every day. Yeah. And just really overdoing it. It's a social thing, right? Like, Like you said, when you're meeting people and you're out, everyone's drinking. Yeah, when you're tr- when you're traveling and exploring long term, you're being social every day, so it become yeah. become very easy to drink every day. So what I quickly realized, I think I was only two weeks in, was okay. This is not, I'm not going to be able to do this for a year straight. Um, no. So I set a rule for myself that is just basically it's important to remember when we're home, we have our weekends, um, and. You know, I work during the week, so I don't drink during the week, and I would drink on weekends, typically, when I'm home. Mm. I set the same rule for myself while I'm traveling. So I don't drink during the week, and I'll let myself indulge on the weekend to just sort of really moderate your intake, because it can get out of control quickly, and then, you know, suddenly you're either broke, (laughs) way sooner than you thought you'd be, or you're physically burnt out, like your body, you're just not giving it what it needs well and especially as you get older i'm sorry guys in your if anyone's (laughs) listening in your 20s great like you've got the stamina to Mm -hmm. i mean steph when you and i went to london and dublin for the first time oh my god how long well we were gone longer than we anticipated but i mean we drank every single night yeah and we had no problem like i mean yeah we were in our (laughs) 20s early 20s mid 20s um and it was like we had no problem we'd go back sleep for a bit get up do it all over again now i cannot do that like even and (laughs) and you say that like even in portugal like i was not that i was like drinking excessively every night or anything but i'm in portugal you know the wine is cheap I was drinking a lot of wine kind of every day, like with lunch, they bring you vino verde and then I'd have the nice red wine with dinner. And that's probably why after a couple of days I felt exhausted, but I'm sure the drinking certainly didn't help where I'm just like, I can't recover as quickly as I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only drinking, but I think it's important, like even just your nutrition, right? Like what you're eating. It's very easy to they go hand in hand. The more you they drink, go the hand in hand. you eat. Yeah. Well, it's true. And I, I was, I even remember the one day in Portugal, like I was spending the whole day, like again, sightseeing. I had this agenda and I realized it, it, it had come like four or 5 PM. And I realized all I had had that day was vino verde. <laughs> so I had like two glasses of wine and I had had like, uh, the Portuguese tart. 
yeah. the pasta dinettas. Yeah. And uh, that's Definitely all I Definitely your like, nutritional requirements for that day. Right. And I was like, no wonder I feel like shit. I haven't eaten anything like real in the like, entire day. And all I've had I is need wine a vegetable. And, and sugar. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, but it's again, very easy to kind of, uh, you're out of your normal routine, but it's important to keep those aspects of a, a routine in place, whether it's long-term travel or short-term travel, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, especially as you get older guys, I mean, my body cannot handle binge drinking anymore. I don't know about you, Steph. <laughs> no, I went out last night and I feel like I'm good for a couple months. Yeah. It's um, so funny as well that you say that you like, you'll drink on weekends. Like I'm kind of the opposite now where if I'm going to have drinks, I do it like after work, like during the week, like yeah. maybe one night a week now. And weekends now, I actually, not always, but weekends I need like that downtime. And that's when I actually like not drinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, to I each their own. <laughs> so I can't wait for when you come visit me in a couple weeks and uh, we're going to be on totally different schedules when it comes to the booze. <laughs> um, my plan is to like treat this trip like a detox. So I'm not going to drink the whole time I'm there. Yeah, okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> we'll see about that. I was like crossing my fingers you would take that seriously. Yeah, we both know that that ain't going to happen. We'll try. <laughs> Another one. And this this was a really important one. And I, I don't think I learned this. The other two I like caught on kind of the second weekend. This one I didn't so much. And this one is sent, said with like all love and goodwill. Um, but your travel partner. Whoever it is, whether you're in a relationship and that's who you're traveling with or you're with one of your good friends, when you're traveling, you're spending 24-7 together. You wake up, you do things during the day, you go to bed and you repeat. And like people in long-term relationships don't even spend that much time together. They get up and go to their jobs. Like they have that time apart. Yeah. You need that from your travel partner when you're on the road together for months at a time. And even if it's as simple as like doing different excursions for a couple days or, um, you know, going off like, cause there will be days you want to see different things. You don't have to do them together. Go do them separately. No. And I just remember, cause I have traveled with a girlfriend before and nothing was even wrong. Like we weren't, we weren't disagreeing. There was nothing happening, but I just remember one morning waking up and looking at her and being like, I don't want to see your fucking face when I wake up for tomorrow. (laughs) Like, I just don't want to see it there. And she hadn't done anything. Like, there was no issues. I was like, I just don't want to see your face. Like, it's starting to piss me off. I mean, I've seen your face. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I went, I went, I didn't do as long as you did, but back, uh, like, a few years back when I went to Thailand with a now ex. um, And it was like, we spent, it was almost like four weeks together. And like, we didn't live together at the time or anything. And oh my God, I wanted to kill him after about a week because we just did everything together when you're living out of someone's pocket day in and day out and you're not used to it either like I'm actually quite people don't ever like see this with me but I'm like I have like loner tendencies like I like Mm -hmm. my alone time I'm somewhat of an introvert where I like re-energize on being on my own um and so when we spent that much time together and great like we ended up splitting up only a couple months later and I feel like that was kind of our make break uh, mm-hmm. vacation. Um, it was definitely a break because I'm like, I can't. Oh, my God. If this is what it's going to be like 
forever with him <laughs> but <laughs> but genuinely it was like I, I and I wonder if we had just done stuff separately because I feel like we both wanted to do different things but we felt like we had to do everything together and I was by the time we left I was like I couldn't wait to get home and just be like you go to your flat I go to mine and Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Get out of my yeah. face. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> I know. Like, and there might not even be an issue, but it's like, you no. just, you, there's something that bubbles up in you where it's like, you just need that time apart. And I don't know what it is because some couples are really good at this or some people are really good at this and yeah. others for some reason have this idea that they need to spend the whole time together. And I don't know if they just, you, whoever's listening, maybe you just need to be told you don't, you don't have to spend that yeah. whole time together. Like, for example, if, you know, I'm I'm about to gender stereotype here, but if the woman wants to, like, go to a winery for the day and drink wine and um, just do that, and the guy wants to go to a sports event, and you don't, like, you'll be forcing the other one to do one, like, that with you, just yeah, go do them separately. Let them do that. Well, that was, like, in Thailand. It was like, hey, let's go find a bar that's showing the football. I'm like, oh, God, why do I have to sit around and walk? I should have just fucked off and done my own thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, you know, that's what young we all and dumb the hard way. We all live and learn. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm with you on that one. Um, I mean, this is probably why I like traveling on my own so much because I can be on my own agenda, my own schedule, but totally different topic. We won't well, even get into that. And I think it's important, though, when you're going traveling, too, if you can, to talk about this ahead of time to anticipate it coming up. Because so what happened was a couple like after a while, I was like, oh, hey, like I said exactly this, like, oh, today I think I'm going to do this. And then it started turning into like every day I wanted to do something else. Yeah. <laughs> and then that became an issue. So I'm like. It's good to, you know, build, plan for that ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, I guess discuss those things. Like, hey, maybe we can, yeah, maybe find a couple things that you just want to do on your own. Whether it's like we said, like it could be something, something that maybe your travel partner is not interested in. Whether, yeah, that's a a spa or a sporting event or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Those were just Steph's examples. 
Oh, I know, like for example, I know if I went to Bali next week with my partner and I wanted to do a spa day, which I would absolutely, I wouldn't even ask him yeah. to come. He would no. eat that, would not enjoy it. Like, and that's a perfect yeah. example. Yeah. As I've said, I don't have experience traveling long term, but mm-hmm. as a frequent traveler, one of the things that came up when we were talking about this episode was I found because I travel so often and people like everyone I know, whether it's back home or in London or wherever, they kind of identify me as like the traveler. Andrea's mm-hmm. always off somewhere every like few weeks. She's going to a new country or a new city. And, um, and I feel like sometimes it's become a bit of my identity. And because yep. of that, oh, I feel like I constantly have to be going somewhere and doing something to kind of keep up that uh, persona, if if that makes sense. I don't know if persona is the right word, but Steph, you, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm the exact uh, same. I'm that person to other people. And we're doing a travel podcast. Like we're self-identifying yeah. ourselves that way. Exactly. And, and I mean, I'm not saying, you know, that is who I am. That's a lot of what I, what I do, but, but I guess that's when you, you, like, I never, I sometimes, or I used to anyways, not so much anymore, but I used to feel really pressured. I'm like, oh, I've got, I haven't been out of the country in two months. I need to go somewhere. And it got to the point where, yeah, sometimes I was booking trips when I didn't really feel like going or doing them oh just because no I know and I mean again I don't I don't do this anymore now if I'm going places it's because hey I feel like I I feel like I've listened to my body and I'm like hey you know what like I feel like I need a vacation or I need to go somewhere but for a while I felt like oh my god I need to go somewhere new I need to show everyone hey look I am the traveler I'm doing this I'm doing this um and I felt Mm. like I was getting burned out and I got to the point, I'm like, I don't want to get on a plane. I mean, and I know as I'm saying this, this sounds very like first world problems. Oh, because absolutely. I get it. But it's real. I, it's, it's a privilege to be able to travel. Um, but again, this is, this is my life and this is like, you know, how I was feeling. Um, and so what I started doing was, A, just listening to myself and being like, hey, do I, you know, what do I want to do? next weekend do I feel like going out of the country do I feel like doing a trip do I feel like being a tourist somewhere or do I want to just like chill at home and you know what I started doing was doing more kind of like home quote unquote staycations right like exploring things close by that I could go and do something that was new and exciting to me but it removed all the stress of travel if that makes sense so like getting on the plane and having to book stuff and and you know what's actually the perfect example of that is so I'm coming to see you I'm going to be there March 7th to 20th and uh, you know this it was like maybe two months ago now I messaged you and was like hey oh my god I'm going to be there over there for St. Patrick's Day and you knew exactly what I was thinking you're like yep we can go to Dublin for St. Patrick's Day totally cool and then I was thinking about it and I'm like I don't actually want to do that. Like that's yeah. more something I just felt like you should do. Right. But I was like, I would actually genuinely rather sit in like a quite like at your place and drink wine with you. Yeah. Then get on a plane and go spend like, and I'm not knocking it like 10 years ago, I would have been all over this. 
Um, yeah. But like getting to Dublin and then spending the day getting hammered with tons of people who are pissing on the streets. Like, yeah. I was like, that's not actually what I want to do. But and I said you've never it. done it before, right? Because no. that's probably why you're like, oh, I've never done it. And I feel like I have to because I'm Steph and you're Irish as well. You've got your Irish yeah. citizenship. And you yeah. were like, hey, I feel like this is something I have to do. And I'm like, cool, we can do it. But then like literally within two minutes you were like actually I don't want to <laughs> like I'm just saying this because I feel like it's something I we should plan should but want to do mm-hmm. yeah and stuff and and I also did it last year right so I'm like yeah like I'm kind of happy you said that because I'm I was like oh do I like I've done it tick yeah. off the bucket list and yeah. so I'm like do I need to do it again no but I would have been happy if you wanted to I mean I still oh, but, well thank you, change you. Your mind. <laughs> but that's a great example though right like where you know, when people look at you and, and when they expect you to be doing things, right? Like someone yeah. could have expected you being like, Hey Steph, you're over in London and it's St. Patrick's day. Why didn't you fly over to Dublin for St. Patrick's day? Well, yeah. And I mean, didn't want to. I just didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's, uh, yeah, not feeling the pressure from, I guess it's just comes down to like not giving a shit what anyone else thinks and not, allowing other people to label you or identify you as just one. I mean, guys, there is more to me than just traveling. Okay. (laughs) I'm a real person. (laughs) I had this whole travel identity crisis when I moved over here because of course, when I first moved here and I had to leave the country every 90 days, it was kind of like, oh, I have to leave the country every 90 days. So hard done by. (laughs) And then when that ended and we actually applied for my partner visa, then I wasn't allowed to leave the country. I had to stay. And mm. it was this weird identity crisis of like, all I'd been known for at that point for years was people was like traveling and going new places and doing exciting things. And suddenly I was like grounded, like forced to stop. And yeah. I was like, okay, so without, you know, the jet setting and without the, you know, crazy big adventures, like what who am what I? else is there yeah who are you Steph <laughs> Steph Page tell us who you really are well there was really something I had to work through and yeah. like so I was dealing with that kind of identity crisis in conjunction with the the expat crisis of leaving home <laughs> it was like a double whammy <laughs> well, I was no it. one yeah well you're still someone to me Thank you. Thank you. That's that's like another way. It's easy to get that travel burnout where you feel like you always have to go somewhere, be somewhere. Yeah, I because that's what I was so used to moving all the time. And when I stopped, I stopped because I did want to. But I felt like what I felt and what I was doing, like everything was clashing. Well, another good point that kind of ties into what we're talking about is becoming travel jaded, right? Mm -hmm. So. It's when traveling becomes what we think is sort of normal. And then the things that you're seeing and the things you're doing, you're no longer excited about them. Right. And I find it again, this sounds very privileged and first world problems, but we have a travel podcast. It's like in itself is privileged. Like I hope anyone listening now is over that. Yeah. And, you know, the more that you do see in the world and the more you travel and, and the more countries you've been or places, cities you've been or places, whatever it is, then I find the less impressed you are with things. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, like when Steph, you were here a few years back and we went to Edinburgh and we were like, hey, let's go to the castle. And we walked around the castle for like 
10 minutes which and it's a stunning fucking castle it's beautiful it's the same when you're in southeast asia and you see one temple and you're like oh i've seen this temple i've seen this one you start to become less and less impressed with things and it's the same thing like imagine the first time you ever traveled and the first time you ever booked a flight anywhere and how excited you were to do it and you were like doing the countdown like 10 days to like away nine days eight days that annoying we've talked about that the instagram (laughs) countdown thing um but then as you start doing it all the time you get less less excited um and and i don't of course I, i find myself getting stuck into that sort of and i know i'm being jaded but it's like, how do you, how do you keep it exciting? Well, and that's the problem when you're always trying to up the ante and one up yeah. the last thing you did. I mean, that's not, you can't do that forever. It's not sustainable. Like you can't exactly. suddenly one day you're like, well, I guess I'm flying to the fucking moon. Cause there's like, yeah. you need to find ways to continue to find joy in things you've already done. Yeah. We can compare it to like taking a drug. Right. And it's like, every time you do it, it's like, you need a bigger hit in mm-hmm. order to keep it exciting and to keep that high. Um, and I guess, I don't know, like, how do you, how do you, how do you get through that? I think it's, I think it really just needs to be self-awareness of this as an issue in itself. So for example, one thing I never take for granted is just the whole concept of flight. It right. is amazing that we are able to get on a plane and fly through the fucking sky around the world and be on the other side of the planet or in another country like that in itself is still amazing. Yeah. So I'm very conscious of making sure I never take for granted that we're able to do that. So I still get excited when I'm going to the airport and I still love like sitting there and people watching because everyone's having an adventure mm-hmm. and I still love like I still love it because I'm, I've made a vow to myself to never take that for granted. Uh, there's so many people in this world who can't freely get on flights, whether, you know, it's uh, the p- politics in their country, visa issues, passport issues, uh, financial issues. There's so many people who can't do it that I don't ever want to take that for granted. So I think mm. that same concept applies for everything, for what you're seeing, what you're doing. And if you find you're getting travel jaded, so let's take castles in Europe. Right. You've seen a bunch of really impressive ones. And maybe on the itinerary is one that's not the same. Like, a, you don't have to go. Like, if you know it's not going to impress you, why are you going? Well, exactly. And we talked about that. It's like, do what you want to do. Again, just because it's like a top tourist attraction, it doesn't mean you have to go do that. Yeah. And then be, and, and if you are going, just really be self-aware and like, check yourself. <laughs> like, we talked about travel snobbery, and this is definitely, definitely in that realm. Where it's like you need to give yourself a reality check and be like, hey, Steph, stop being an asshole. Yeah. Um, And then just take it in. And a lot of times I find it's even because what a lot of people do when they go to these sites is they go and they just kind of wander around and take it all in the sights of it. Right. So when you've when you do that, you know, then go deeper, read more about the history of it, maybe before you go, maybe you know, if they've got the history of it there, you know, written on the walls, like take the time to read it and appreciate the history of it. Cause so often you're getting used to the architecture. You're not used to the history. The history is still different. Right. And you're going, like you said, a lot of time people are going just to go see it and they see it and they tick it off the list and they're like, okay, done. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's an also getting older thing, but I'm finding I'm really enjoying now. How do I say this right? So, you know, when you go to museums or anywhere and there's signage about, you know, the historical um, information about the site or what's going on there. I have this like weird new appreciation for the people who write those. (laughs) Okay. Because it can be done really well or it can be done very poorly. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so I really like enjoy reading them now. And when I was, you can learn the craziest shit. And when I was just on a hike one day, there was like a random little sign. And I'm like, oh, what is that? And I went over to read it. And it was like, oh, this is where Harold Holt, Australia's prime minister, disappeared. And I, I Disappeared remember, where? Like into I, thin air? Like was he abducted by aliens? <laughs> so Australia had a prime minister who just fucking disappeared. He went into, I mean, they presume he drowned. He went into the water to go for a swim and right. never came out. He just never came oh. out. So they presume he got caught by an undertow and died. But there's all these crazy conspiracy theories of like, he was a Russian spy or he like, and okay. then he went and like got on the sub and like they took him away. Yeah. So there's all these Weird. crazy, but I'm like, how a, how did, how was there a world leader who just disappeared? And I hadn't known that. Like true so like i'm giving a crazy example but like everything's not boring i used to have this feeling where it's like i wouldn't take the time to read anything because i just presumed it was boring like boring history yeah which shows my lack of appreciation okay well you need to i'm just (laughs) saying like this is like (laughs) (laughs) maybe the prime minister is with jeff buckley somewhere he also disappeared who's jeff buckley oh he's a (laughs) He's a he's a singer. Oh, okay. Back in back in the back in the nineties, also went for a swim, disappeared. Great singer. Best best version of Hallelujah in the world. I hope there's an island somewhere of like people who've just disappeared and they're all like laughing and having drinks together. Oh. <laughs> like, fucking showed the world. Showed them. Um What a turn this episode has taken, by the way. Um <laughs> yep, learning about some Australian history right now. <laughs> but I just mean uh, yeah, yeah, you need to find new ways to appreciate things and to appreciate things you really need to take in the history and take in all the other aspects than just the physical. With all that said, I'm I'm thinking of another trip coming up, but I'm going to wait. I mean, I was already thinking of like stuff you and I are planning on one when you're here. I'm going to be there. Like you we know, it's like to- two weeks away. I know two weeks uh, and I feel like we were trying to plan a load of stuff and it's like hey let's just we're like let's just chill see what we feel like doing when you're here mm-hmm. see what happens so yeah. we don't get burnt out definitely need chill time we need chill time <laughs> I just need Andrea time oh and Aww. wine we're definitely drinking wine none of this I'm gonna be sober while I'm there bullshit that's not happening <laughs> i might you never know i've turned a new leaf (laughs) sure so to wrap it up plan downtime into your itinerary plan detox time allow and accept for down days and really just find new ways to appreciate things in new ways and if you could please 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 the best way to share this podcast is to tell a friend share it with a friend So if anyone listening this week, if you could please share this podcast with a friend or maybe there's a specific episode they would love, 
we would really appreciate that yes thanks as always guys we will see you next week all the shit i've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel you can listen to us on multiple platforms from itunes to google play music and more and with that please if you have a chance give us a five-star review on itunes or whatever platform you listen on that drives us up the charts and really really helps us out want to support us on patreon find us over at shit have learned abroad pod and donations start as low as just one dollar also if you could follow us on twitter and instagram at shit abroad pod and facebook by searching all the shit i've learned abroad thanks so much for listening Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.